All right, need everybody to get your calendars out. Got some exciting news for you. May 17th, that's a Friday that evening from 5 to 7. We will be having a live show. Well, kind of live. We're going to record it and also put it on the podcast. But we'll be have a live audience um, putting live on our social media. The May 17th, that's going to be at The Rock Christian Bookstore in downtown Sheffield, Alabama. Right there on Montgomery Street. Um, come hang out with us. Might have some giveaways. Um, play some of our, our greatest hits, some of our bloopers. Really looking forward to a fun night. We'll also be doing some Q&A. So what we need from you in order to do a Q&A, we need some questions. So be sending your questions in, whether that be theology questions, sports questions, life questions, fashion advice, whatever you can think of. Send it in and we'll try to answer it. Um, you can send it anywhere on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Also, you can send it to sportsandjesus at gmail.com. So, looking forward to that. that. Again, that's May 17th. Mark your calendars. Be there from 5 to 7. Going to have a lot of fun. And we're back. We yep. back, back, back. Yep. To Jack, Jack, Jacks for Mo, Mo, Mo. Yep. Free advertising for Matt, for Jacks, for Max, for, for Max. <laughs> you love you some Jacks, man. That's the only thing around here. <laughs> <laughs> There's everything around here. Not Muscle Shoals, like. Okay, I'm There's, a Fed. I'm a FedEx driver, and. For some reason, there's like 10 of those things around Muscle Shoals. Yeah. <laughs> and it just so happens that that's when I get hungry. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually very tired of, of Jack's, but it's like, it's the kind of food you eat when, I mean, I can just get over it even if I'm not excited about it. Yeah. You, know? you can find something there. <laughs> yeah. Just. You they, don't, you, you might not be excited about it, but you're never like, you might not be like, Jack sounds great, but you're never like, Jack's doesn't sound good. Well, like good. McDonald's, like there's some days where I don't want I don't want McDonald's and I won't eat McDonald's. Yeah. Jack's is like, I don't want it, but I'll eat it. But I can do it, yeah. yeah. It's because their bacon is so good. That's <laughs> true. And their fries. That's why it's I, the fries. It's yeah. The, it's I, like the the chi- I like the chicken and the comeback yeah, sauce. Chi- oh, yeah. That's okay. Yep. If you're outside of Alabama, this is a fast food restaurant um, only for Alabama. So yep. that's what we're talking about. Anyway, so... Non-paid um, advertisement. This, <laughs> unless you want to pay us, yeah. Jack. If you're Jack, if you're listening to this, that would be awesome, Mr. Jack. <laughs> that would um, be cool. So, this episode brought to you by Red Letter Clothing, um, RedLetterClo.com. Go check out there some some cool gear, merch. Got some some shirts, some hoodies, hats, all. Cool things with a cool message. Um, go check them out also on social media. Instagram, they're a really good follow on Instagram. they got a Facebook page. Go check them out. I mean, they're good stuff. Uh, hopefully, we'll be interviewing the um, owner of Red Letter Clothing soon. Uh, really excited about that, introducing him to y'all. But, um, so, our topic today, our topic of the day, today, this day, is... How to discern a calling to ministry or missions. Uh, We will probably figure out how to shorten that because that's probably not, if you're looking at 
listening to this podcast probably not what the title says because it's really long. I'm not sure how we're shortening it yet, but I'll figure it out figure it out before I post it. But anyway, um, so this is a big I think um a for me personally, um, I think Will's probably been there too. Um, I know a lot, I have a lot of friends that have been there. How do you, how do you discern, how do you figure out if Jesus is calling you to, to ministry, to missions, to move your family somewhere, to go to seminary, to, how do you discern if, because, uh, it's not, it would be much easier if God was just like, Hey, you, you preach. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be, but that's not how it works. So mm-hmm. um, you've got to kind of discern that and figure that out. And I know a lot of guys that have thought that, and it ended up not being true. I know a ton of guys that were were thinking ministry, were thinking missions, and then God just kind of made it clear as they got older that that wasn't what He was specifically calling them to do, um, and that they serve their good husbands and fathers and serve the Lord well at a, at their local church. And, you know, that's, that's awesome. And that's probably the majority of us, but, um, um, so, but we want to talk about, you know, how probably there's a lot of you that's listening to this, um, that either, either you have dealt with this, you are dealing with this, or you know, somebody, um, in your church that you might could help walk them through how to figure this out. So first of all, I need to define, because we've talked about on this podcast before, um, like ministry and missions. And we've talked about how if you're a Christian, you're called to be a minister. If you're a Christian, you're called to be a missionary. The Great Commission is for all Christians, not just a, there's no special group that's closer to God than, than another. And that's, I still think that's all true. But so what we mean when we say called, we mean called to like, when we say ministry, we mean more like vocational, like this is going to be primarily what I do with my life, both to provide for my family and, and to serve God. That could be a call to pastoring, to eldership, to worship leading. Um, and then when we say missions or called to missions, we're talking more cross-cultural. I'm going to move my family somewhere long term that's a different culture to plant churches um how do you know if that's something you're called to do so th- so that's that's what we're talking about so the first thing number one step on the first box to check is are you a christian that seems obvious right mm-hmm. like <laughs> it, it is obvious it should be <laughs> however me and will can both probably give you tons of examples of men that have done ministry said they're called to ministry we'll probably knows people that he went to seminary with that turns out they weren't christians mm-hmm. um so that's step one is are you regenerate have you been converted um step two which kind of goes hand in hand with this or th- the real uh, I guess we'll count this all as step one is, is there a desire there? And, and we need to define what we mean, like a desire for what? Um, because there's some people, a lot of people that want to be a preacher because they like being on the stage and everybody looking at them. Yeah. 
That's not what we mean. And like where, like where the desire actually comes from. Yes. Like, yeah. What's it supposed to serve? Yeah. You, you are God. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, w- sad to say, we would like I would say, and I don't know if if we would agree with this, but I would say, in America, probably the majority of ministers have not great desires behind it. Oh yeah, I'm probably. I mean, there's probably a, a majority. Pro- probably <laughs> more selfish desires. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's sad, but it's probably true. I mean, yeah. you might think, hey, I'm, I really like the way people think of me when I get up and preach or, or when they think of me as a leader, when they think of me. Well, that's that's not the desire we're I think about. it's. I think it's probably a very Western thing that a lot of people trying to go into the ministry approach it just as like a career field mm-hmm. and like, and let that, like that be it. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, yeah, pursuing vocational ministry, but, um, but I, I feel like there's a lot of, of, there are, there's plenty of examples of people that are trying to go into ministry because of the paycheck. Yeah. Which is ironic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, a, yeah, it's not a great paycheck. <laughs> uh, that's according to who you are. Well, yeah, yeah. that's true. It depends <laughs> on what church you go to. Yeah. Um, I think there's some, probably fewer that fall into this category, but I think there's some people that also do missions or sign up to do missions just because they enjoy traveling or enjoy seeing places they've never seen or enjoy um, different, you know, when we we say the benefits of of a a Christian like mission agency or something. Yeah. 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 I, I can move to, you know, somewhere in Europe and not have, pretty mm. much not have to work just mm-hmm. you know just vacation <laughs> meet, yeah, pretty meet, much yeah. meet certain numbers I, again i don't think there's near as many of those as the first category we talked about when it comes to ministers in america but there's probably some but so that's so when we mean when, when i say is there a desire what is the we've talked about wrong desires what is the right desire mm-hmm. um i think if we say desire means there is a desire in your heart to see people grow in Christ, learn who Christ is, meet Christ for the first time, be converted. And there's a desire to see that and to facilitate that and to spend your entire life and resources doing that. And that desire is so so strong that there's nothing else you can do. Mm -hmm. That's what we mean by desire. If you can not preach if you're okay if you're sitting there and you're like well i might be a preacher or a minister or a pastor and but you know if this thing works out over mm-hmm. here and i just do that then i'm okay if that's you that you're not probably not being called yeah i think it's it would be a, uh, a biblical um i guess a good reason for or a good desire biblically would be um if you do, if you enjoy God so much that the overflow is ministry. Yeah. I feel like that that would be Yeah. That would be the the right response to the call. Yeah. Yeah. But we haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and for example, uh a, f- a few episodes ago interviewed Jordan Rowe who him and his family are moving in a few weeks to Alaska and just getting to know him and his wife like they you talk about desire. I mean it was just like Mm-hmm. When like it was beyond a shadow of a doubt, like we're we're 
we are spending the majority of our lives somewhere other than where we're at now on mm-hmm. missions. Like that's just what we're doing. That's what yeah. we're. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, how God gives. I mean, God gives everybody, you know, uh, desires for other things for their ministry. But yeah. I've always, it's always been like overwhelmingly encouraging when there's people that just live for it. You know? Yeah. Of, yeah. So that, yeah. so that's what we mean when we say desire. So number two, so that was number one. Is there a desire? Are you a Christian? Number two um, is are you qualified? So, Will, if you want to be looking up those um, mm-hmm. those verses. But uh, what we mean qualified, the, Bi- the Bible gives us specific character qualifications of what your life should look like along with the desire in, in order to, for this, in order to discern if you're being called. So, mm-hmm. Will, if you want, it's um, 1 Timothy 3, 1 through mm-hmm. 13, is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, so this is the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, um, you know, writing to him about what the qualifications for for overseers and elders are. So um, I'll just read it. Uh, the word speaks for itself. So the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Then he says he must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. And then it goes into deacons. Uh, Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And we'll probably do an episode in the future where we kind of walk through that that text and yeah. what each one of those means. But So there's clear like qualifications like from a character standpoint, this is what your life mm-hmm. has to look like. Yeah, and clearly God... I mean, this is God's standard for what He wants to be, for who He wants to be uh, over a ch- His church. Yeah, and like, and, and basically, it's a non-negotiable. That those <laughs> qualifications aren't just for. I mean, th- that's basically defining how every Christian. Yeah, should it's live. basically a Christian. It's <laughs> just and, be a Christian. <laughs> but what it's saying by yeah. that is the a a minister should live that out, like mm-hmm. should be an example in how. That other Christians can mm-hmm. look to and how to live yeah. is basically what that says. Like has to be yeah. an example like yeah. that. Uh, and then um, somewhere else in Scripture it says that these people that are 
you know, overseers are going to be held accountable for how they oversee the church. Yeah. So they're going to be held accountable for their character that's required of them. Yeah. So it, it God cares about it. It's severe. And I think which which leads to kind of our we'll go ahead and, and tell you what the third the third box that needs to be checked is, which is are you gifted? Um having said that, and we're talking about are you qualified and talking about character right now, like I think character is a lot more important than gifting. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. churches, especially in America, have that backwards mm-hmm. where in a lot of churches gifting trumps character. Yeah, a lot of times it looks like well, he plays drums for, for instance, before, me before I became a Christian. <laughs> well, he plays drums, he's good, so who cares just let him play drums. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I saw him over at the well, he's a good drummer. It's okay. Yeah, like, well, it, we need him because that's what's going to get yeah. people to come see us if, if we have a good drummer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, or a, a lot of times, you know, well, this guy, he's such a gifted communicator, mm. and he, so let's put him up in front of everybody and let, like, no, like the most important thing is mm. you meet those qualifications, your high character, mm. and then gifting comes second. I think when, when, for example, I'll say this, we're, our, our church, the church that me and Will attend, Will and I, attend good uh, grammar yeah good grammar yeah. uh will and me attend <laughs> is is within it's under the um acts 29 church plant network umbrella um we're a part of that network and i think we have had many examples within that network of and i, I think we're we're definitely shifting away from it like we're shifting more towards character mm-hmm. trumps Gifting. Totally. gifting is important. Let me get that. Like gifting is very important. We're going to talk about that. But yeah, sure. character, character. You don't is, want a bad drummer to play. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Swama up there. But yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just Ch- kidding. Character is more important. Both are very important. Character is more important. Mm. And I think we've we've had some guys within the network, some very very popular guys. Like I mean, I'll just say it. Like like Mark Driscoll, for example. That um, obviously there were some character issues, mm. but the gift. I mean, there's not been many people to walk on this planet that have been more gifted mm-hmm. at some of the things Mark Driscoll can do, but that's not the most important thing. And mm-hmm. what happens is when you have a super gifted guy and the character's not there, yeah, the church builds and becomes thousands and thousands of people going and then... Well, that's sort of the model it, in America it, right now. <laughs> yeah, and then the character comes out and it falls apart and you have thousands of people that were once going to that church now want nothing to do with church. Yeah, um, and It's we, actually causing a reformation in, in a sense, like a for the true church, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. if you're listening to this, um, remember that, like, don't think just because someone's gifted that that like character is the most mm-hmm. like out of these two characters is more important. So, on gifting, like gifting is very important, and your gifting kind of helps determine where you're going to fit in mm-hmm. within that that ministry yeah. context. I so, think, I think there's a tendency to if, there's if you're listening. And, I, I definitely can see where this could sound like it's, we're just being like sort of legalistic with how we're approaching it, but it's not. And the reason is the reason it's not legalistic to hold these standards is because the Bible holds these standards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, as as a people that we uh, we honor the truth and we hold the truth up high, uh, as Scripture tells us, you know, we should. <laughs> 
you know, we've got to hold we got to hold to these things so that Christ can be honored in His church. That's why he's, that's how He set it up, and that's why He wanted it set up that way. Yeah. So, and so we're talking about all this to discern mm-hmm. if you have a call to ministry, mm-hmm. right? So what we're saying is, I know we've kind of compared gifting and character, and character is more important than gifting. But if you're called to ministry, you'll have both. Mm-hmm. Like God is going to gift you to do what he's called you to do. Yeah. If yeah. if you feel called to yeah. preach. Like God's not going to call you to preach if you can't preach. Yeah, bro. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's true. If you want a, a book on that, read Spurgeon's lectures to my students. Yeah. Like he, he would say, because when he was preaching, they didn't have mic, they hadn't invented yeah. microphones and stuff yet. He would say, if you don't have a loud voice, mm. you're, God hadn't called Man, you to preach. My uh, <laughs> preaching class that I was in, uh, Dr. Payne, the off chance he hears this. Hello, Dr. Payne. Um, Shout out. But yeah, he he was, that's one of the things he said. He's like, man, sometimes you just ain't gifted that way. <laughs> God's yeah. not going to call you if he ain't to something if he hasn't also blessed you with the talent to do it. Yeah, it's right. like you might love the Lord with all your heart and be a great character and you want to be a worship leader and you can't sing a lick. I'm sorry, God hadn't called you to do that. Like, there's other places we would love, like, we'd love to yeah, use you. Totally. But God hadn't called you. If He hadn't given you a voice to sing, He's not called you to sing. Because mm-hmm. um, God's sovereign. And yeah. He, um, but we also want to say just because you're gifted doesn't necessarily mean you're called. Totally. Yeah. That's um, a good point. And just because you have great character doesn't necessarily mean you're called either. So, all three of these things so far have to line up in order to discern whether you're called mm-hmm. or not. Is there a desire? Um, is there a, a godly desire mm. to honor God? Um, are you qualified and are you gifted? Number four, which is very, very important, do others affirm this calling in your life? And by others, we mean older Christians, other ministers. Does you, if you're in a healthy local church, does the leadership at that church affirm it? Does the people that know you, know your life, know your character, know your strengths of character, and know your giftings, do they affirm these things? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be completely unanimous. I think we, I, I've seen, I have friends that have run into issues to where, you know, one guy might not affirm it because he has a very narrow view of what ministry looks like and what pastoring looks like, but... 10 other strong guys that and other leaders of churches do affirm it. And you know, that, but you won't, the majority of people that really know your life, the majority of, um, I think this is really big. Like if you're in a local church, the leadership of that local church, uh, if it's a, if it's a strong, healthy local church, like the elders of that church, do they affirm this calling on your life? Um, mm. I think that, has to you have to be able to check that box i've heard a story i'm not gonna mention the guy's name but he's kind of a evangelist pastor and there were some really big or preacher um slash instagram star um there were some really big like character issues with this guy while he was ministering and because of these character issues concerning his marriage and relationships with women that weren't his wife, because of these character issues, the church that affirmed this guy originally mm-hmm. took that affirmation and that licensing away. Um, and so this guy, instead of where we would say, hey, that's a sign that 
maybe this isn't what God's called you to do. This guy just goes and finds a, some church, any church that will affirm it. Mm-hmm. And is still, despite these character issues. Is, um, so, do others affirm? And then last but not least, um, is there opportunity? Like, if God's called you to do something, mm-hmm. he's going to open the doors for you to do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that I think that's... That's important. Like, if you feel called to missions, is there a way for it to happen? Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes God God closing doors on you might mean he hasn't called you to do it. So, True. So, just to help you, you know, this isn't an exhaustive list. This is just from what, uh, like me and Will, who have wrestled with this, uh, and we're both, you know, we, we do ministry. Will has gone to seminary, is about to graduate from seminary. Um, and so we've, but we also both have friends that have wrestled with this and wondered about this and end up not being caught. And like, we've seen, we've seen it all. So this is just what we've found, what we've been encouraged in, what we've learned. Like, how can, if you're listening to this and you're wrestling with this, like these are five boxes that we think you need to check again there. Is there a godly desire? Are you qualified? Are you gifted? Do others affirm, and is there opportunity? And and not all of these boxes have to be checked right now. A lot of these, like for me, I would say it probably has taken 10 years mm. for me pursuing ministry to get to a place where I can check these boxes. So Yeah, and I think um, all, this, all of these things are, if you, if you kind of just follow you know, biblical theology and the reason behind um, why God may have set set up the church the way he did, did and the way and why he set up um, affirming, you know, elders. The reason he he uh, cultivated this setup for churches is because like what Ephesians 2, 7 says, it says, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Um, you know, he uses the church to, to, uh, to be, you know, well, I, I, it sounds really elementary, but we're his hands and his feet, you know, yeah. and uh, it's important to Christ that of utmost importance to him that, uh, his church is pure and healthy, and this is, and he set these boundaries up in order to protect the health of his church, and mm-hmm. that's an act of grace towards us, and and all of this is because he desires people to to come to saving knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ, and yeah. uh, and so these aren't just rules for the sake of rules; these are, um, these are you know rules that God put in place in Holy Scripture so that. It, if we abide by them and hold our churches to them, um, his glory may be sh- shown more brightly. Um, and uh, that's that's the bigger picture behind it. And yeah, yeah. And yeah. and having said that, one thing I realized I skipped over there. Uh, you, if you are running away from sound theology, then you're probably not called to missions or ministry. So no, <laughs> if, if theolo- especially, especially if, if you know it, yeah, if theology <laughs> especially if you know it, and learning, if learning about God and who God is and how what the church is and how the church should look, if those things scare you and push you away, mm-hmm. He probably hasn't called you to teach or to mm-hmm. plant churches or so. Yeah. Um, I would call. I would 
encourage people to not run away from from the, the study of theology because yeah. anybody, even if you're not right now, to because right or ministry, true. Because right now it's in, it's in vogue, I guess, for Christians like me and you, like at least in our in our context, like people like they kind of wear like being a theologian as like sort of a badge of honor. Yeah, but it's it's way more than just that for the sake of being a theologian. It's it's you know for the reasons we've already talked about. I'm not going to go yeah. through them again, <laughs> but it's important. Yeah. Um, Study so, it. So May seventeenth. Come hang out with us. Reminder, put that in your calendars. Mm-hmm. Send any questions, sportsandjesus at gmail.com. Um, any questions about this or any clarification you'd like us to make, like contact us. We'd love to talk with you. If you just want to talk with us, we'd love to talk with you too. But um, so be uh, prayer. Prayer goes a lot into help discerning this call. And um, so... We will catch y'all on the flippity flip. Again. Again. Flipping it. Flop. Flip flop. Flip flops. Press stop. There's the exit to leave. Hitting we all go through it. You think I'm ready? You got that right. I look forward to it. You say I'm crazy for Jesus. That boy's done went insane. But I wrote with Paul to live as Christ in the dies game. The man, the woman who will set their one goal to commune with God and to be with Him, everything else will fall in place. Absolutely everything else will fall in place.